Abner Morris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by Abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Morris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing and being a husband and a girl dad. So make sure you listen to On the Hook with Abner Morris wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Training Table Podcast. As always, I am your host, Kenny King Jr., and I'm excited to talk to you guys today. I'm not excited to talk about what I'm going to talk about, but I'm excited to get it off my chest. I was unable to hop on Raider Cody's podcast uh, post game today because of some family things that are going on. So I wanted to take it to my podcast and talk a little bit about it and talk about what happened today in the Raider game. There was a lot of frustrating things that happened. Uh, Not only today, but this week, there was a lot of frustrating things that happened throughout the news, uh, you know, with the media, with the team, with players, and it's time to get it off our chest a little bit. It's time to talk about it and and dive into it. You've got the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a bye week, coming off a very emotional win going into the bye week in which they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the arch nemesis, the defending Super Bowl champions, 40 to 32 in their own home. They beat them. In Arrowhead, Derek Carr's first win ever in Arrowhead Stadium of his career as an Oakland, Las Vegas Raider. And then going into the bye week, the Raiders are feeling good. They're feeling high. They're running high. You've got guys that should be getting healthy. Uh, you're looking at the you're looking at the next few games, and you look at some games that are circled on this calendar as statement games. First up, you've got the Bucks coming off of the bye week. You've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in to Las Vegas, into the Death Star, into the Raiders' home. And Derek Carr has had this game circled. You know, he said that in his first game, his first win in Las Vegas against the Saints, that when he moved to Vegas, he saw Tom Brady's face plastered all over the front pages newspapers, and that rubbed him the wrong way. Understandably so. We look at... You know, the way that he played, we look at the tenacity that he brings, we look at, you know, the fact that he wants us to be his team, and now you've got this guy that he's, basically everybody's wanted coming in, and he's going to want to show him something. He's going to want to show why he's the franchise quarterback for the Raiders. 
Well, first things first. The guys that were supposed to come back from injury didn't come back from injury. They're still nursing some injuries. Uh, They're still getting better, getting healthier, which is okay. You know, we'd rather have the team at full strength going into the middle and later parts of the season than have a banged-up team going into the middle and later parts of the season, especially if the Raiders are looking to make a playoff run. Now, I will say this, I'll preface this, if the Raiders continue to play like they played today, especially defensively, they will not do well in the playoffs, and they will not be a playoff team. You cannot get beat by 25 points and expect to be a playoff team. I'm just going to tell you that right now, right here, and right there. Now, going back to it, coming off the bye, Raiders starting right tackle, Trent Brown tested positive for COVID-19. Now, it was reported that Trent Brown was not wearing his tracker at all times, and because of this, all of the starting offensive linemen were placed on the high-risk list, and they had to miss a week of practice. They tested negative three times. They followed protocols. They were able to play today. But because Trent was actually testing positive for COVID-19, he had to miss the game. Another player that was out was Jonathan Abram. The reason Jonathan Abram was out is because he was seen pictured with Trent without masks, and he tested on Wednesday. Now, even though he tested negative, his, his protocol started on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. So if the game was moved to Monday, then he would have been able to play. However, the game was not moved. It was actually moved up to the 1 o'clock slot just in case the Raiders had to move out of that primetime slot if there was another positive test. That being said, there was another positive test. It was Damon Arnett, cornerback, who was who's still on the injured reserve list, and so his positive test did not affect the move date. So the game was moved up, played at 1 o'clock, and it was with a starting offensive line that hadn't practiced all week. You had one player who did practice this week, and that was Sam Young, the right tackle who filled in for Trent Brown because Trent didn't play. Sam Young ended up getting injured. With Sam Young getting injured, that meant Brandon Parker had to come in. And unfortunately, Brandon Parker did not have a good game. Also, with Brandon Parker coming in, we had some issues on the offensive line where there was an egregious foul called against Gabe Jackson, and Gabe Jackson was thrown out of the game which led to John Simpson being put in at guard. So there were a lot of movements, a lot of shuffling on an offensive line that already had some issues going into the game. You know, they didn't have the opportunity to prepare this week. And then you throw in a backup guy. Then you throw in another backup guy. Then you, you, you lose your one of your top offensive linemen. It causes a lot of confusion. It causes communication errors. It causes a mix-up all across the board. And so that's what we saw. Offensively, it was hard for Carr to get some passes off. There was the pass rush with Shaq Barrett, then Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul. They were closing in on him a lot. Now, Carr did a really good job of using his legs. We saw Carr run for a couple of first downs, which is something that you haven't seen a lot of over the years. And it was exciting to see Carr dig, dig into that bag of tricks a little bit and do a little bit more with it. I think that we'll see Carr do more and more as the season progresses and as his, as his career progresses because he's getting more comfortable. He's getting more comfortable in the system. He's now taken a leadership role. He's now, I mean, not now, but he's taken on a leadership role. He's taken on 
the full ownership of this team. He's taken full ownership of this offense, and he has a different command of it. He definitely does have a different swag than he's had in the years that he's been here. I think that Carr's playing, you know, much better football than he did even in 2016, which was the, you know, arguably his best year. Uh, I think that he's continuing to progress each year, and I think that Gruden is showing a lot of faith in him. But what we saw with this offensive line is they couldn't get things going. They had a really hard time run blocking. Josh Jacobs only had 17 yards, and that shows a lot to the run blocking. It got to the point where we would run the ball, and I would be like, why are we running this ball? These guys aren't getting a push. The defensive line is in our backfield consistently. This isn't fair to Jacobs. It's not fair to the Raiders. It's not fair to our fans. Just stop. But the issue was that the Raiders were trying to get something going. There were a couple of times where Carr really, really wanted to take that deep shot. Ruggs was open on a couple. Gafford was open on a couple. And unfortunately, there was no time in the pocket for Carr to throw those. And so those those are some things offensively that we look at. And, you know, it's kind of a trickle-down effect, right? If Trent doesn't test positive, you don't have the offensive lineman miss a, a week of practice. Those are some things that, that could have been avoidable. Um, and so that's something that we look at. Defensively, it was a whole another ball game. You know, defensively, the game started out really well. The Raiders came out and they put, they put, they, they had a three and out. They, they stopped the first drive and the Raiders offense came out and scored. Unfortunately, that was the last time that they had a three and out for a very long time. And the Raiders and Bucks were basically going back and forth, you know, going tit for tat, trying to, trying to make this game a game. And it was a ball game up until the middle of the fourth quarter where it just got away. Uh, there was a pass interference. I'm sorry. There was an interception that bounced off of Nelson Aguilar's hands that realistically should have been a defensive pass interference because the defender had Aguilar draped around his arms. But nonetheless, the Buccaneers scored, and it's Tom Brady. So what do you expect, right? And so it was just it was a frustrating game all along. It was a frustrating game all around because it was a game that the Raiders could have won. It was a game that the Raiders should have won, but there were a lot of circumstances that created it to where the Raiders didn't have a chance. If that makes any sense, then I hope I hope you're getting it. What I'm saying is basically the Raiders went into this game and they needed everything to be perfect. They needed to have their offensive line. They needed a guy like Jonathan Abram. They needed to have a pass rush. They needed their linebackers to be able to cover. They needed to have a better scheme on defense. Your the matchups were just ridiculous at some at some points. And it makes you question. It makes you wonder when does this change? When is John Gruden going to make a change defensively to make the Raiders a competitive defense? Offensively, the Raiders are there. The Raiders can consistently put up 20 plus points a game. The Raiders are there offensively. That's not the problem. I think that everybody, or at least 95% of Raider fans, can now agree that Derek Carr is not the issue. I think that Raider fans can agree that the offense isn't the problem. I think the Raider fans can agree that the defense needs a lot of help, and it starts at the top. It starts with the defensive coordinator. And I think that they need John Gruden needs to take a look at his defense coordinator, and he needs to take a look at his staff and say, this isn't working. We need to make a change. And I think that that's where it starts. And I'm going to get into that in a minute.
but I just want to take a quick break and get into a word from our sponsor. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. There are also no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed gives powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in the hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. So back into this, back into the Raiders defense and what we're looking at. You know, we brought in a guy, Rod Marinelli, who is a tremendous coach. He's been one of the best defensive line coaches in the NFL for a number of years. He had, he was on the championship Bucks defense with John Gruden and Monty Kiffin. Uh, he did a great job down in Dallas with that defensive line. And, and he comes in after Brenston Buckner, who we had on our pod, had a tremendous output with the defensive line that we had last year not a lot changed with these guys we actually brought in some players that were supposed to make an impact and they haven't yet and where the focus is and where the issue is is first and foremost there's no pass rush and we always look back to this because the Raiders traded away one of the greatest pass rushers in the NFL the Raiders traded away Khalil Mack For two first round picks. Now granted we got Josh Jacobs. And we got Damon Arnett. Josh Jacobs has been a damn good running back. Damon Arnett we're still waiting to see. What what all we get from him. But based off production that I've seen in three games. He looks to be a good corner. I think that he's going to be a good piece to this defense. The Raiders got a lot of good things. Out of the Khalil Mack trade. But we lost Khalil Mack. You know one thing about Khalil Mack. Is at least when the Raiders played Khalil Mack. Trent Brown handled him mightily, and Trent Brown was one of the signings that the Raiders were able to sign with the money that they didn't pay Mac. Now, the issue is Trent Brown is a guy that hasn't been on the field. He's played in a handful of games, and he's made a ton of money. Now, he's obviously, he's had some injuries. He's had injuries last season. He's had a calf injury this season. He was out this week because of COVID-19. Hopefully, the big man gets healthy. Hopefully, his health is right, first and foremost, above anything then we can hope to have him on the field. But going back to this, we look at the defense, and the reason why I talk about Khalil Mack is because John Gruden said a couple years ago, it's hard to find good pass rushers. Well, you traded one away, and since then, the Raiders haven't had a lot of great success on pass rushers. Now, Max Crosby was phenomenal last year. This year, he's having some growing pains. I think that, you know, me and Cody talked about this last week. When you have a guy who played it one weight and you add a bunch of weight, it makes a difference. And I think he's still trying to figure out his body. He's still trying to figure out what to do, how to play, but it is affecting his play a little bit. 
you know, also we look at guys like Arden Key. We look at guys like Malik Collins. These are guys that haven't had a sack. Cleveland Farrell hasn't had a sack. Now, granted, last week or two weeks ago against the Chiefs, he had nine pressures, and those pressures were very, very impressive, and they were very helpful to the team. I think the Raiders need to continue to get I think the Raiders need to continue to get moving on the ball. The Raiders need to have more success on the defensive line. It's going to help out our secondary. It's going to help out our safeties. It's going to help out our linebackers. It's going to help out our corners. It's going to help out everybody. It's also going to help out the defensive line because I know these guys want to get sacks. These guys want to get to the quarterback. They want to put him on his back. And you got to put the guys that are doing it best. Now, I'm excited because the Raiders did sign David Irving, and I think that David Irving is going to be a difference maker. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to come in on a rotation, and he should be able to get some pressures. But we need to see a change quickly. Now, John Gruden said you know, that there should be a change, that he was not going to say what it was, but he was going to address it immediately. Now, hopefully it's a big, big, big change because the Raiders need some help there. You know, when we look at this team, we look at the Raiders team, we look at the the offense, the offense is there. Could they add some more players? Of course, you can always add players. But defensively, I think that this is where we need to focus. This is where the Raiders really need to shift focus now. When you look at what's available, what's out there, what the Raiders could use, I see a guy like Carlos Dunlap who is just unhappy with this situation in Cincinnati. He wants out. He's selling his home. He's posting things on social media he's posting rotations he does not want to be there why keep him there now i know the cincinnati Bengals are probably doing it because they want to get a lot out of him they want to get a lot for him but he doesn't want to be there and when you don't want to be there all you're going to get is this grown employee and that's terrible for the locker room and when you've got a young quarterback like joe burrow trying to be a leader on that team it's not a good environment for a toxic person like that in the locker room now, I'm not saying Carlos Dunlap is a toxic person. I'm saying that the situation that he is in is toxic. He don't want to be there. They don't really want him there, but they want to make his life miserable. If I'm Mike Mayock, I'm calling the Cincinnati Bengals and seeing what they want for Carlos Dunlap. Oh, you guys want Paul Gunther back? Take him. No, but seriously, if I'm Mike Mayock, I'm making that phone call. I'm trying to see what you what I can get, what I can get him for. I'm also looking around the league. I'm looking around at free agents. You got a guy, Earl Thomas, who has not been signed. Does he have some locker room issues? Yeah. Is he worth the headache? Absolutely. And you look around and you look at some of the guys that have just gotten signed, like an Antonio Brown, who just signed with Tampa Bay, and you give Earl the ultimatum. If you create drama in this locker room you're gone we're here with one goal and one goal in mind that's to play winning football we need you to help out our secondary earl thomas is a guy that instantly elevates the secondary earl thomas is a guy that instantly elevates the defense earl thomas is a guy that instantly adds turnovers not just for himself but for the guys that he plays with he is a guy that makes everybody around him better other guys around the league, guy like Eric Weddle who wants to come out of retirement. You know, you look at linebackers. There's Vontez Perfect who is sitting out there who doesn't have a job. He knows this defense. He knows, you know, 
he can stop the run. Now, the problem with Vontez is Vontez is probably one hit away from a life, lifetime ban, but he's probably a cheap signing, and he's going to give you what He's going to give you what you need at linebacker. He's a guy who's a dog, who's an alpha, who's not afraid to go in and smack somebody in the mouth. And I think the Raiders need to continue to have that identity. That's one of the things that they did not have in this game today, and that was because Jonathan Abram was out. Jonathan Abram is a difference maker on this defense because Jonathan Abram is a guy that can get in there and smack somebody in the mouth and talk to you about it and talk and talk and talk all day. Amik Roberts is a guy that can do that too, but we know that Amik is still a little bit green and he's not completely ready for a full game yet. I think that by next season, Amik's going to be a stud. I think that they need to start throwing Amik in a little bit more. I think that Amik needs to get some more burn because we've seen some of the other corners that have not had a lot of success. You know, looking around this team, looking around this defense, looking around, you know, what the Raiders have, those are some changes that could need to be made. But the biggest change that needs to be made is that coach. And I'm going to get into Paul Gunther in a second. Let's just take a quick break, and I'll be back in a moment. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for every game day, no matter how you watch. You know, like Max Crosby having four sacks in a game. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. So we're back. And Paul Gunther, man, this is the topic of the night. This is the topic of discussion. Um, you know, what is it? What is it about Paul Gunther that these players are having issues with? You know, you look around the league. You look at guys that, that have left Paul Gunther defenses that are excelling elsewhere. P.J. Hall is one of them. You know, he was a guy that the Raiders may have given up on too soon. You know, Raider fans got down on him. And, you know, it was because he came into camp overweight, they said. Um, you know, you look at P.J. Hall and what he's doing, and he's playing some good football down in Houston. You know, Jihad Ward is another guy. He's playing some good football. 
you know, you, Carl Joseph, he was a guy that I wanted the Raiders to keep, and he ended up going to the Browns in free agency, and he's having a pretty good season. So what is it? Is it the players? Well, it can't be the players because the players are doing well. So it must be Pauly G. So what's the deal? Is he calling a complicated defense? Are they not practicing? You know, Corey Littleton said today in, pra- or in the postgame that they practice well, that they just can't carry it over to a game. Well, how does that happen? How are they practicing it well, but they can't carry it over to a game? Are they throwing something new out there? Are they doing something that they haven't done before? Or is Paul Gunther just not calling the right defense? And are players having to rely on their athleticism to at least make some plays? I don't know what it is. I don't know what is going to change it. But there needs to be a change. The Raiders have an opportunity to be a playoff team. The Raiders have an opportunity to be a good team. The Raiders have an opportunity to fight for a spot in the playoffs. Right now, the Raiders do not have an opportunity to win the division. Yes, they beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs only loss. But let's face the facts. The Raiders do not have an opportunity to win the division right now. In order for the Raiders to win the division, this defense has to get better. And the only way this defense is going to get better is if these players start playing better, of course. But it's not all on the players. It's on the coaching. This coaching staff has to get better. You've got to coach turnovers. You've got to coach pass rush. You've got to mix it up. Offenses seem to know exactly what the Raiders are doing with this boring old bland vanilla defense. And it has to change. There has to be a change. And the question is, when? You're facing Baker Mayfield this next week. And Baker's a guy that likes to give the ball away. Could this be a confidence builder? I hope so. Can the Raiders go into Cleveland and pull out a win? And get back in the winning column? I hope so. They should. You know, the the Raiders offensive line is going to have another test against Miles Garrett. Hopefully, we have a full healthy line. Hopefully, Trent Brown is back. Hopefully, we get Richie back. Hopefully, Gabe Jackson doesn't get suspended for a phantom stepping on the shoulder call. Yeah, it was a phantom call. The, the The officiating crew was hot garbage. And that's the beauty of being a podcaster is I can insult the refs all I want and I won't get fined. So, Zebras, you suck. You're garbage. Man. But the Raiders got to get back on track. I think the Raiders can. And I think they will. I expect John Gruden to go off in practice this week. I expect, I, I'm assuming that John Gruden probably went off in the post-game team meeting. I'm assuming that John Gruden is going to be walking around with an even deeper scowl on his face this week. And hopefully there's one less person walking around that building because I don't know how much more of this I can take. The Raiders were built on the premise of the quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. Al Davis built the Raiders to instill fear in opposing offenses. 
to make wide receivers scared to come across the middle, to make running backs scared to run up the gut, to make quarterbacks scared to drop back and stay in the pocket just a little too long. The Raiders need to get back to that. And yeah, you know what? It's going to create some penalties. It's going to create some some flags. It's going to create some people going, oh, I don't know about that. You know what? You need it. The best defenses are the ones that fly around and hit people in the mouth and ask questions later. If the Raiders want to return, if the Raiders want to return, I repeat, if the Raiders want to return to greatness, they must address the defense. They must step it up. They must get back to the Raider way of playing defense, and that's hitting the quarterback, hitting him hard, hitting anybody that has the ball. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. Play hard when you make that mistake and don't make that mistake again. And the coaching staff needs to do the same thing. They need to continue to press that subject. Make sure the defense plays hard. If you can get the defense to be a top 20 not even a top 10, not even a top 15 defense. If the Raiders can be a top 20 defense, if the Raiders can be top 15 in takeaways, this can be a very, very scary team. I think the Raiders have the ability to do it. I think that the talent is there on defense. You don't go out and sign a guy like Corey Littleton. You don't go out and sign a guy like Nick Wachowski. You don't go out and sign a guy like Malik Collins. You don't go out and sign a guy like Carl Nassif because of just the name. You sign them for their athletic ability. You sign them for what they've done in their previous roles. I think Corey Littleton still can be a big-time difference maker on this team. I think Malik Collins can be a big-time difference maker on this defensive line. I think that Nick Kwiatkowski has been playing great football. I have no, no issues with Kwiatkowski at all. I think that he is as good, if not better, than advertised. But we need to see more. We need to get some more takeaways. We need the Raiders to continue to get better. And in order to continue to get better, they got to start. And this is a big week. This is a big week going into it because you've got the Browns. And you've got Baker who, like I said, he gives it up sometimes. Sometimes he's on. But this is an opportunity for the Raiders defense to kick it into gear and say, you know what? Nah, we're not taking this no more. We're not going to sit here and get smacked around. We're not going to let somebody put up 45 on us again. Let's put the team on our back and let's go out there and get it. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. This week, this loss, it sucked. The offensive lineman being out for a week, Sucked. Trent Brown's news sucked. Jonathan Abrams' news sucked. Tom Brady making a stupid video in Allegiant Stadium sucked. Everybody that feels bad about this loss, great. Take it. Feel it. Soak it in. And let's not feel it again. We got the Browns next week. Hopefully everybody gets healthy. Hopefully everybody rests up. Hopefully there's no negative cases. I'm sorry. Hopefully there's no positive cases. Hopefully everybody wears their masks. Everybody wears their trackers. 
And the Raiders go into Cleveland next week and pound out a victory. Josh Jacobs gets over 100 yards and a touchdown. Derek Carr lights it up on the scoreboard. Max and Farrell get some sacks. Jonathan Abram comes back and redeems himself because he didn't get to play on his birthday. I'm excited, Raider Nation. I'm upset about today's game. I'm upset, but I'm excited. This team is still a good team. It's a great offense. It's a defense that needs a lot of work, but this is still a team that has potential. This is still a team that can go places. This is still a team that can win some games. And let's start the winning streak again on Sunday. Go beat the pound puppies. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action on Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use pl- promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> 